If you or yours have any sympathy for Bernie's message or God help you, you're going to vote for him, I would like to kill that notion in the following radio segment. I hope we can squeeze this all in. Joe, killing notions, Um, weekday mornings. With the help of uh, some some of our fine listeners who have written some very insightful uh, things and or shared their experiences, this one from uh, Ilion, who writes uh, in response specifically to that clip, Bernie's thoughts from the Donahue interview about it being a world of corporate capitalism, driving the small businessman out. My first thought was that every single Internet or large tech company and all of the various startups that exist today didn't even exist then when he said that. But in the meantime, have created so many high-quality jobs, taken down industries like newspapers, transformed the way we live, brought democratized information communication for better or worse, yada, yada. I'd love to see someone ask Bernie a question like, hey, Bernie, all the big tech companies today started out as small local garage companies. Isn't that a success? Isn't that what you campaign for, small companies taking on the big establishment? What do you think about that? Well, he just explained how that couldn't happen anymore in the 1980s, for God's sake. <clears throat> then a personal experience. Don't have to worry about a Biden one Saturday. It's come back, Grandpa. Yeah, I'm just afraid that the uh, the ideas are being normalized and that they will oh, continue to grow. Oh, without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, uh, I took highlighter in hand to highlight this note from Andrew, who emigrated from Poland when it was under the Soviet Union. And I could not find a single thing I wanted to leave out. So here are Andrew's words for you. I left Poland in 1983, seeking status of a political refugee in Austria first, then spent six months in a refugee camp applying for a U.S. visa. We, my, uh, me and my family, my wife and three-year-old daughter, were denied American visas at first and appealed that decision. In our last sentence, in our appeal, we pointed out a major reason we wanted to emigrate to the USA. In our opinion, the USA was... At that time, the only place in the world where the socialism and communism ideas had no chance to succeed. I hope that is still a true statement. I've been living in the US, in America for 36 years, and for the first time in my life, I'm scared. I'm not afraid of Bernie Sanders. I'm afraid of all those thousands of people at his rallies who are buying into his preaching. All those thousands of mostly young people who were brainwashed in our colleges, their minds manipulated by the army of liberal professors who have no idea what they're proposing. They never lived in socialism or communism like I did. I witnessed it with my own eyes. Yes, we had free education, but like everything free, was 100% controlled by the regime. They taught us only what was necessary to keep them in power. Free health care? When I was 17 years old, I was attacked with rheumatic fever. I was waiting bedridden in horrible pain for two months to see a specialist. In the meantime, my fever inflamed my heart, and I was told that in another week I could die from a heart attack at 17 years old. That's what you want? We all know that government cannot efficiently run Amtrak, not to mention health care or education. By the way, I should have mentioned that uh, Andrew's an engineer. He is a, 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 a smart man and a practical man. Amtrak's a good example. I always use the DMV. And I, I don't, I don't, I've never heard a good uh, refute to that. Why would health care be run any better than Amtrak or the DMV? We have evidence all over how they waste money and how many government projects failed with billions of dollars already spent. Life in socialism changes all your standards. You start to lie, to cheat, to steal. It takes your soul away. Why do you think that only once in history socialism was chosen in an election uh, in Chile? It did not last, fortunately for all Chileans. It was always forced on people by the tips of bayonets and lasted only through creating fear. 
Why? Because human nature does not accept the reward system promoted by this idea. Nobody with a little bit of imagination can accept the idea that results of his individual effort, commitments, talents, and hard work will be shared with people, not necessarily unfortunate, but just lazy, stupid, and not willing to participate. Nobody is entitled to the results of my work unless I and only I decide to share it. Intellect without compassion is a waste, but compassion without the intellect is dangerous. I lived in a socialist system. I can assure you that it is not paradise. By the way, Sweden, Norway, and Denmark are not socialistic countries. They feel offended when they hear that. They spend tremendous amount of money on social programs and have started to regret it. I actually have, uh, perhaps you thought, saw this, Fareed Zakaria, of all people, on CNN, unleashed an editorial on the air, then it was reprinted in the Washington uh, Post, explaining how the countries Bernie points to are not socialist utopias. Number one, they've gone away from his ideas. And number two, their taxes are punishing on the poor and and working class and middle class. Mm. Fareed Zakaria, of all people. Um, America is not all sunshine and rainbows, writes Andrew, but what it gives you is a freedom of choice, and we do not need crazy social democrats deciding what that choice is going to be. They do not know what we want and what is good for us. We do. Now, at the risk of going on a little too long, I want to give credit to two other listeners who are obviously thinkers who um, who shared these things. Uh, Chris writes, Guys, socialism's fundamental premise is that equality be- between all citizens is desirable. But as Aristotle and St. Thomas Aquinas point out, that's pretty good too for right there. Yeah. Aristotle and St. Thomas Aquinas. This perfect equality is a violation of justice. To act in accord with justice means to render what is due to each person. Each person is due different things and different amounts of things based on their conduct. To distribute equally to all citizens, regardless of conduct, is to send the message that conduct itself is unimportant. At that point, societal conduct breaks down because the idea of justice, which is central to all virtues, has been completely obscured. That's pretty good. That's brilliant. This is why socialism has always failed and always will fail. Well-ordered hierarchies with fairness are good in themselves. Yeah, see, this is is the part of the argument that that, uh, concerns me. Um, There's too much time spent on the... Wait a second, Bernie's not talking about the government takeover of means of production. That's the definition of socialism. Nah, it's all this other stuff that's going to doom us. Just the idea that everybody should get equal results, that will doom us. The government, uh, uh, the level to which government is involved in our lives and just the red tape and bureaucracy, that Mm -hmm. will doom us without government means of production. It will crush our spirits for uh, for. Decades. Was it Sweden? I have it in front of me. I'll grab it. But for decades, Sweden had zero economic growth. Zero when they went full on uh, huge uh, safety net socialisty. And they reformed it in the 90s. They had to because their economy was dying. They created zero new jobs for, I think it was 25 years. Can you imagine that? And that's what I'm always saying. If you remove the incentives for hard work, for innovation from the United States, confiscate so much of those results that people just aren't inspired anymore, you will see a choking off of the economy that will make 05 through 08 look like a joyride. You're wrong. Bernie said people are motivated by cooperation, not competition. Bernie is a crazy old (laughs) bastard, and only college professors and youngsters 
are so lacking in life experience that they could buy it. Well, Bernard even, Sanders. You're a loser. Well, even Phil Donahue was arguing with him. I don't know if you remember who Phil Donahue was politically. He was a liberal. But first of all, the eyeglasses of that era were astounding. I wonder <laughs> if that's going to make a comeback. I mean, they were just huge. Remember that today's styles will be chuckled at tomorrow. Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, but so the reason Bernie Sanders was on Phil Donahue in 1981 is Bernie had just won uh, being mayor in Burlington. Ah. And it was so wild. That's his first full-time job at age 39. It was so wild. In 1981, Reagan had just been elected. It was so wild that a socialist was mayor that he was on... There was an article in the New York Times. It was in Time Magazine. He's on the Today Show with Phil Donahue. That's how extraordinary it was that a socialist would be elected in 1981. A town of 30,000 people. Right. Nobody should who even cares? Nobody knows who the mayor is of a town of 30,000 people. You ought to be one of those towns that elects a cat just because it's funny. But somewhere in America, there was a guy who's a socialist was elected. That's how crazy the idea was in 1980. Yeah. It wouldn't, wouldn't make the news now because there are enough people that think socialism is a good idea. Yeah, good. All college professors... <laughs> Plenty of, of uh, towns. Plenty of journalists. Plenty of journalists. That, so, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. One mayor of a town of 30,000 people getting elected as a socialist in 1981 was national newsworthy. Right. Because it was right. such a, uh, a, 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 a dustbin of history ideology. But now it's made a comeback, a huge comeback. Uh, you know, there's a lot more on this, some more thoughts I want to share. I don't want to beat you to death. We'll take a little break. But just if you have to go to work, you're, you're getting out of your car, you're going away, just take this with you. Confiscating money and goods from somebody else at the point of the government's gun because it makes you feel good, it makes you feel generous, is not generosity. It is the opposite of generosity. It is greed and selfishness of the worst sort. To, to massage my ego and my conscience, I'm going to send the government to take your stuff and give it to somebody else. That's not generous. That's awful. Armstrong and Getty. 